Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. Before we go ahead and get into the episode and the rest of that combat, I have a very special announcement. If you didn't hear on Zone of Truth, on October 8th, Griff and Steve are going to be hosting a live Zone of Truth charity stream on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash hideouslaughterpod. And that is going to be going to benefit a very important local charity to us, Speak for the Unspoken. Speak for the Unspoken is a nonprofit which helps keep disabled dogs and sometimes cats and other animals out of kill shelters and get them into their forever home and in the meantime provide the appropriate medical care in order for these disabled dogs to live their best life. To help benefit the organization, we'll have goals to hit where we'll be announcing details on an exciting new HLP project throughout the night. You're not going to want to miss being the first to hear all this cool stuff that we're announcing and the chance to join us as we help out these animals in need. Hope to see you on October 8th on Twitch. And with that, I'll welcome you into episode 215, Runestone. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 214, or is it 215? It's 215, man. Episode 215. <laughs> You really didn't think we were going to make 215, huh? <laughs> no, Some say it wouldn't happen. <laughs> figured I'd have you all last episode. Well, uh, yeah, we're in the middle of combat. Uh, it's exciting. I always, I always love taking these huge, complicated combats and putting a week between them right in the middle there. I'm sure we're going to be doing it again. I kind of doubt you guys are going to clean up in uh, another 90 minutes. You sure? I thought we were moving through this one at a pretty fast clip. Um, Let's see. <laughs> if I look at the board, I have two completely undamaged combatants on my side mm -hmm. and uh, two that, well, one that's above half health and one that's below half health beyond that. So hmm. um, we got them right where we want them. Yep. You got them on the ropes. There's 80 of you. You'll make something happen. I'm sure none of you are below half health. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, a little <laughs> bit. Maybe a, a bit below half, but... A bit below half, yeah. A bit. Real quick, how, how's the Steve crew doing? Okay, so if you combine both of my characters, then uh, we're still below one character at half health. Uh-oh. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah I'm, I'm looking at a... A total 51 health between Matumbe and Quinley. Uh, Matumbe bearing the brunt of that. Uh, Quinley is only at 14 hit points total. And the Brooks crew? Mm. Half of me is doing great. The other half, the good half, Air Bear, is not looking as great with 40. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, 40? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's tough. So health-wise, Haley crew, not doing horrible. Okay. Got like 250 health between the two of them, which is good. Mm -hmm. Bad news, Clips doesn't have her axe, and uh, it's really far from her, and it will take an entire standard action just to pick that up, and she'll have to, to do that at some point. And uh, Rune has been evil-eyed, so. Yeah. And has been targeted by Ed, so uh, Haley crew doing okay. Health, 
doing real bad on actions. Hmm. I don't know what's Emily worse. Cruz? Yeah. <laughs> well, this feels pretty typical for me. Failed an important save. Blinded. You know. <laughs> it, it had to happen. Uh, at least it wasn't my uh, main character. So This time, yeah. Silver lining. Uh, Uska's doing okay. Really, the health that she's down is uh, mostly from healing up other people. So she's kind of... bleeding out to save the party. <laughs> yeah, she's a, her, a life pool for the party, which I think she has the lowest hit points of everyone, of like yeah. the main party, so... Um, yeah, but like luckily she's immune to negative energy and like, you know, death effects right now, so... Yes, that is helping her a lot. So hopefully with that combo, she's able to keep healing up the party for a while because... Uh, for Rune and Quinley, that's the only way she can heal them. It's a little rough. So in terms of hit points, we're stealing from the poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really letting Robin the, Peter to pay Paul, baby. <laughs> Here we are. Really letting the NPCs do heavy lifting <laughs> on this HP. Moving them all out around the party. You're going to have to send these NPCs in. I mean, Hallard's at full health, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, we're but isn't massaging. He like, down a uh, down a sword or something. Everyone dropped their shit at the end of the the episode. Yeah, he's. Uh, I got greased with blood. You got greased. Yeah, a couple couple folks got greased. Most of you got greased. Yeah, the but like just didn't. We'll be back in action once uh once that's good. Yeah, get a sword. Uh, There's just, no way a paladin would have a low enough reflex save to to wipe out and grease. I've never seen it happen. Yeah, let's let's figure out what everybody's drinking. Let's Steve, what are you drinking for this affair? All right, well, I'm pretty sure this episode is going to drop in September, so I'm drinking a Wolf's Ridge Brewing Septemberfest. It's a Golden Fest beer. How exciting is that? That's weird that they make a Septemberfest. Yeah, well, here's the deal, Griffin. In Germany, most modern versions <laughs> of Oktoberfest are more pale in color than the historical Mars in style, Amber Lager. Fear not, thirsty one. Golden Fest beers, a.k.a. Wizen, are brimming with all the multi-flavor and nuance we crave. Knock a few back, and then a few more. This is the best drinking season of the year. An original thought by me. <laughs> it still doesn't answer the September Fest question. Oh, yeah, I guess it doesn't. No, not no. at all. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really clear things up at all. Yeah. Well, I myself am having a seltzer that I've never had. So if it's bad, we'll see how tonight goes. It's an Arctic grape seltzer by Sibling Rivalry, I guess. Sibling rivalry charged out of Westlake. Oh, revelry yeah. charged out of uh, Westlake, Ohio. Um, so I'll give that a try. Electrify your palate with sibling, <laughs> sibling charged, a refreshingly <laughs> delicious craft hard seltzer from sibling, sibling revelry. Like your favorite sports drink, sibling charged is packed with electro. What? It's oh, packed wow. with electrolytes and has a bold flavor yeah. for when you want a seltzer like no other. Oh boy. By the way, this isn't, this is, this is, Arctic grape. Their other flavors are lemon, lime, orange, and oh no! <laughs> yeah, that smell. That smells like um, that smells like <laughs> off Arctic grape uh, Gatorade. Uh-oh. Oh, you know, I did like that one of their first sentences on there, uh, and I I agree. The one that's about a, packing your sibling. That's exactly where I want my yeah. siblings on my yep. on the my taste buds. Yeah, yeah. Mind if I get a sip of that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think the 
the flavor is about that. It's it's kind of like an mm-hmm. off Arctic grape. Well, when uh, we wrap the book up, we got the cooler of this. We're going to dump on you at the end. Yeah. Going <laughs> <laughs> to get sibling revelry. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that kinda, is, it's, that's it's, a very apt description. It's it's the grape Gatorade, but a little off. And hmm. it's okay. Sure. Yeah, it's not fine. Okay. Uh, Brooks, you got anything good over there? Ooh. I'm battling through some uh, seasonal allergies, being the first uh, real season in Minnesota. So oh, yeah, I've you're going to be screwed. Uh, uh, a sparkling water of the key lime varietal. All right. It's boring as hell, but whatever. Haley, you got something less boring? I do. I have a Onda, O-N-D-A. Uh, tequila seltzer. It's a mango flavor. It is um, a seltzer with uh, tequila built in. It's an Onda. It's what you got on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's really not bad. The um, There was another flavor I had of it. Not good. The mango? That's pretty good. <laughs> the tagline for this one is enough to make, make a man go crazy. But it's mm, mango. Oh my. Enough to make a mango crazy. Now I'm curious what they are on the... <laughs> Anyways, that's what I have. It's pretty good. And Emily has some. Yeah, Emily. Emily, what, what are you on to tonight? I have quite the drink tonight. This is a pan galactic gargle blaster suggested by ten lawn gnomes, and it's got a lot in it. It's moonshine, blue curacao, gin, lemon vodka, rumple mints, bitters, sugar, club soda, and garnished supposed to be with an olive but i don't like olives so i garnished with a pickle yeah i feel like the mm. the olive takes all of that i want to say like citrusy flavor and yeah. just like ruins it um it, this is looks uh very blue erica did you actually ever drink this that's what i'd like to know please uh please let us know in the discord yeah, eric i haven't seen the full bar at your house where yeah. you needed to <laughs> where get, get all the ingredients for this but you know rumplemans Sugar, olive, things that all lemon go together. Vodka. Lemon vodka. Really? Really? Moonshine. Yep. But like straight, like. Just regular moonshine? Yep. No flavor. No flavor for the You can't yeah. get, you're not, they don't, they don't really sell straight moonshine. <laughs> yeah. They don't have regular or original. <laughs> or OG. <laughs> it, straight from the tap. <laughs> it tastes very weird. Up front, it's kind of like a fruity citrus flavor. And then you get into peppermint schnapps flavor. And then it ends with like salty pickle and mint. It's very weird. Yeah. No, thanks. I've had worse. That's a, that's a reference to something, isn't it? What is the name again? Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. Is that right? Yeah. I also thought it sounded kind of familiar. Yeah, it does. I, I don't know what it's from. Hmm. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ah. I, I went back into the Discord. He did recommend this uh, in April of 2022, and he gave us a YouTube video as well. Well, let's pull it up. No. All right. We'll, no, we'll pause here. Yeah, really, really, really trying to delay this. the rest of this. <laughs> you know what? Let's watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You start this combat another episode, right? Oh, man. Half speed. Half speed. <laughs> it's just one video. 
Oh, you need to watch a half speed to get all the ingredients. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's rough. Well, we need to do a roll off. Shoot, we do. It's uh Let's it's go. a Haley Brooks roll off. Oh uh, Brooks, the boys are pulling for you. Come on, you gotta you gotta boy. put the boys <laughs> Yeah, redeem yourself I, from drinking your LaCroix. Yeah. Feel the weight on my shoulders. shoulders right now. Okay. The weight of several boys. What'd you get, bro? Shoulders. Several boys added up boys. to 11. That's fine, because I got a three. Yes! yes! The boys! The this boys round goes to the boys! To the boys! Wow, this, oh. is a, this is a double feature from Brooks. I wow, think. Brooks moves away, wins twice <laughs> in a row. <laughs> it's really just Can't punishment. That is true. Like, this is the best kind of punishment I guess I could give. Fate if Brooks again. wins three times in a row, we're going to send it for the third we one. We should, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just pack it up. Pack it up. The rest of the boys are never tasted from the chalice again. <laughs> never have. <laughs> <laughs> you have never won it. I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> have you really never oh had the God. chalice? Yeah. I've drank out of it, but I've never won. No, you only drank out yeah. of it when Griffin won. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't count. <laughs> no, oh, it's, it it's, it's a rude. Yeah, it's a, I gave permission to the boys. Yeah, just Brooks, you got to know it doesn't feel the same unless you earned no. it. Yeah. Well, Steve's never. I yeah. will never feel that sweet, sweet glass upon my lips either. When was even the last time you were in the final two, Steve? I don't know. I was the first one out the last two times. <laughs> so I'll tell you, at least 10 weeks. <laughs> he's been top three a couple times because he I, usually. I seriously don't think he is like. I feel I like it's I, happened twice where I've lost in the last round to Haley and I did a bad boy drink because Steve yeah. did a bad boy drink. So yeah. and Steve did a bad boy drink right before me. So I think if I go back to the tapes. He's been like in third a couple of the times when you went one. Yeah. But has he been in second? He probably no. has. I think you've been I've, in the I've league. won the thing a couple times, but like a long time ago. Like in before the, the chalice. Yeah. Yeah, way before the chalice. Pre chalice. Chalice. Oof. We have we have the before chalice times and then the after chalice times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And well you traded you traded rocking. your character roles. Mm-hmm. For you traded your chalice rolls for character rolls. Interesting, because character rolls still bad. <laughs> <laughs> you were never much more the middle of the road on the chalice either. But guess what? <laughs> Haven't hit yet this combat. <laughs> Failed a couple <laughs> saves though. <laughs> Look, man, saves are high. Well, um, when last we left our heroes, they entered this combat, and things have been going bad for them. Let's get back into combat. Uh, the, I think that what just happened was you got. Evil eyed, so that evil eye was split between Uska and Rune, and you both saved, so you're both only evil eyed for a round. And then Ed Turner attempted to use destruction on Rune, but Rune used some bullshit immediate action spell that gave her a plus four to save, which is the only reason she didn't take 130 damage. Now it's Halloran's turn. He, of course, first needs to pick up his sword and he is going to do that and then he should be able to make it up to ed even though he had to move through the grease to uh with his movement okay so he's up next to ed markarth is currently in whirlwind form blind uh was told where conus is by air bear but uh, at this point, would risk sweeping Air Bear up into the whirlwind as well. 
if you went after Conus. Yes, unfortunately, the whirlwind, uh, you can't target who you pick up. It's just anyone in the radius. So Markarith is going to transform back into his normal state, which believe would be another standard action. So it goes from whirlwind to standard and uh, or whirlwind to a standard state. It's a standard action. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to stay right where he's at. He's been told where someone is um, and he'll be ready to attack next turn unless he gets further direction. Okay. Rune. All right. Rune has a bonus from Halloran. Rune also has a range of focus on Ed. In addition, she just did her inspired moment. It's time to shoot. Why? It's the only thing that makes sense at this point. All right. So first one is the... Just remember to roll twice on all of these. However, you do uh, remember that the witch, as you had, because she had to move and use the evil eye, did not cackle. So the protective luck will fall off. That's fine. I will start with the many shot. Okay. 47. Roll again. That's a 16 on the die, so that will hit. So I have one hit. Then I'm going to roll the next two. My lowest is a 41. That hits. Meets beats. So I'll re-roll both of those. Because the other one was higher. And I got a... Oh my god. I Alright, so I have three hits. I'm now going to roll at my lower modifier. That's a 43, so I'll roll again. Natural 20. Here we go. And so I do have to take the second one, right? I have to take take the worst one. The take worst one. Damn it. Yeah, if you've been taking the second one, that's not how this works. That's not how I've been doing it. I just, it doesn't matter because like if I hit on the second one, then I've hit on both of them. So I hit on that one. And now my last uh, modifier here. And that's not going to hit. All right. So I hit on four shots and one was my many shot. Yeah, wow. And a crit. Five, no crit. Yeah, no crit. crit. Like five dice above a ten. Above a seven. For the first one. For the first three. Mm-hmm. So that was six dice above a seven. And then on the next one, another. I got the next The next one, I got a 14 and a 20. Yeah. The, the first three were nice and simple because I only had to get above a seven. Thank God. Uh, did I get a seven? Yes. <laughs> That's fine. All right. So Rune just shot, many shot hits. The next two arrows also hit. The next arrow hits. That's five silver arrows coming at Ed with all of these bonuses and benefits on them that all stack. Rune better break out the 151 and take a shot because she did 151. (laughs) All right. Turner turns to Mist. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, no. Wait, we wanted to keep him. (laughs) Oh, no, he doesn't die. Well, I know. We wanted to, like, stake him so we could take him back. Uh, We'll find him in his coffin. Survive and find his coffin. We know where his coffin. I, I thought we didn't. We bump into something like an important coffin that we thought was his. You might upstairs. Have. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So man, this was the time because that inspired moment. It's done after this turn. Ooh. So like. Well, certainly. Uh, and now my saves are about to go to shit. By the way, so. Yep. 
Whoop, let's hope. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. Full attack coming at Air Bear. Oh, boy. Um, if if you uh, go down, he's going to keep attacking you. Oh, boy. Until you are dead. And this is our friend, the Blood Knight, right? Yes. Yep. Let's see. 30. Meets beats. Okay. That one on the Heart Seeker. Next round. Uh, 33. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 29. That'll miss you. Okay. 31 hits. Ooh, crit threat. Oh, boy. On the Heart Seeker, so uh, Hold on. he's just going to auto-confirm it. Hold on. No, he auto-confirms it. But as an immediate action with divine interference, Air Bear is You can make him re-roll the 18. Yes. Okay. Yep, Air Bear's within 30 feet, so re-roll at a minus one. Okay, he misses. Crit threat. Oh, no, right just off crit threat, but that's a hit. Uh, And then final attack uh, is a miss, so that should be four hits on Air Bear with the um, Heart Seeker. He doesn't have to worry about your concealment. So here they come, bud. Okay. First attack is 22 points of damage and you are bleeding two. Next attack is another 22 points of damage. And that does it. Air Bear is dying. Okay, uh, you fall on the ground? Yes. He continues to attack you. Okay, um, let's see. I do have an ability here called uh-huh. Honorable Stand. Let me double check that I can use it because I don't have a, an immediate action. It is a swift action, so I will wait. <laughs> so that is another... 25 points of damage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You dead, dead? Keep? I. Let me look, check Breath of Life, but you might want to keep track of what your negative is at. Yep, that's dead, dead. Okay, keep track of your negative. Once he is sure that you're dead, dead, his life sense just, like, sees your life peter out uh, completely. He's going to chain challenge point at Uska. I don't like that. Now Uska's fucked. Why are you targeting the Campbells? How the tables have turned. (laughs) Uska, this creature like points at you. Air Bear's blood running off his sword. Air Bear's blood starts to siphon into it as it just like collects the blood of its latest victim. Oh, like a vacuum. This is. Turns out the student has not yet surpassed the master. Tumbe cries out, Eben, no! He watches him drop lifeless. Uska has watched this horrifying scene and her face sets into determination as she flies over to Air Bear. She reaches down and touches him and lets out a cloud of butterflies as she breathes them out 
um, and they envelop his body as she casts Breath of Life, saying, Life will find a way. All right, so this is within one round of Air Bear dying. So I'm going to do 5d8 plus 12 health. And as long as your hit point total is at a negative amount that is less than your constitution score, you're going to come back to life and stabilize at the new hit point level. So you might still be down, but you're not going to be permanently dead. Hey, uh, anything is better than where I'm at now. (laughs) All right. That is 34 points of healing. Beautiful. Are you at a negative less than your con score? Am I? Is your negative... Are, are, did I bring you back up to not being permanently dead? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Are you still negative? I have five hit points. Oh, no way. Wow. I so, was I was at a negative yeah, 29. He, he literally went he literally went to he went to negative uh he went to negative like two or four with that first yeah, he went to negative four with that second hit, and then the third hit was twenty-five damage. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did stop attacking him with the fourth hit because, because the, of life the life sense. sense yeah. Alright. Oh. Alright. You. you like you like cough in this pool of blood on the ground and realize that your master is like looking beyond you to the person that just saved your life. Zia is no teaching. A love like that. Oh. I didn't know that. I very knew this guy. <laughs> We're in love. Okay. Okay. Oh, 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 hold on. Sorry. I got very excited about my turn and I forgot the fact that um, since Air Bear died, I believe that breaks the life link, unfortunately. Uh, let me double check. Oh, yeah. Should Rune get five health yes. now? Yes. Rune and Quinley both get five health. Sweet. Yep. The bond continues until the creature dies. So the bond ended between Air Bear and Uska, unfortunately. But um, she does take 10 damage as Rune and Quinley heal. I really wanted to channel some positive energy this turn, but had to save Bigger Air Bear. Fish to fry. So, you know, uh, and that right. that's now her whole turn. Yeah, so okay, it so wasn't. You're, you're down ten more hit points, Uska. Yep, yep. I marked that on my sheet. Uh, <laughs> it's All not right. looking Are you good. Able to cancel that. <laughs> but do they? Yes, I, probably should. I can as a free action, but I mean, Quinley's about to die. Quinley gonna die. You, you could cancel runes, maybe. <laughs> Rune can throw her rock far, try and help you out. Yeah, and I think now that Quinley's not grabbed anymore, well, you'll see in a turn, but he's going to start changing tactics a little bit. So it's Matumbe's turn. First things first, we had talked a little bit in between these episodes, and though a previous uh, knowledge roll was done on worms that walk in general, we didn't uh, specifically roll one for this character. So I'm going to do that now. Um, Griff, is that a aberration or uh, religion because I know it's like a weird yeah it's a weird thing so so for Uthi it's actually that's so weird Um, monstrous humanoid is is local is local whoa okay considered a monstrous humanoid 
uh, also vermin. So I suppose I would allow like nature, but yeah, not not a not an aberration. Weirdly enough, not technically uh, like a undead. undead. Yeah, that's very surprising. Okay, so I had previously rolled on my d6, so I'm not going to do. I'm just going to add two to this. All right, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Let's see. You get two. You just get two. You know I'm starting with special defenses. Okay, so what I will tell you off the bat is that because you did not get the skull here, mm-hmm. uh, she's actually a blood rager, not a um, not a full witch. Oh. So a worm that walks has a couple of defensive abilities. They have damage reduction. They have spell resistance. They have fast healing. They are immune to critical hits, disease, flanking, paralysis, poison, sleep. They also have some special traits. Because they are considered a swarm, they can't be targeted by um, single target spells. However, uh, mind affecting effects that target single creatures function normally against a worm that walks since it has an individual consciousness. What else do you want to know? Unless anybody has a pressing question, now that I know it's not... Or I could give you something that I know will be useful. Let's do that. (laughs) Okay. A worm that walks has an ability called discorporate. And what that does is it forces them to collapse into a shapeless... Well, they they can either decide to do it or... Uh, they can be forced to do it at uh, zero hit points, but they collapse into a shapeless swarm. All held, worn, and carried items fall, and its uh, strength score drops to one. Then the worm that walks functions as a true swarm. While discorporated, they lose all their defensive abilities and gain all the standard swarm traits, so it'll lose its like attacks, special abilities, special attacks, etc., but can make still make a swarm attack, and they can reform into their true form including equipping all their gear as a full round action as long as they have at least one hit point. You know that a worm that walks functions as a big cluster of fine creatures, which are really easy to blow around in a windstorm. And so you think that you could force this creature to discorporate using your air elemental friend. Oh boy. When you said that hap- that can happen when it drops below zero hit points, is it like we drop it below zero hit points and then have to fight a swarm or does it like go negative to 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 con and then con dead kills it? Basically that. It, Got it. it like Got it. when you drop it there, it turns into like a like a scat like it scatters basically. It discorporates in that way, but it can it can decide at any point on its own to maintain its hive mind and discorporate into a swarm if it wanted to like escape or something to make it easy. Awesome. So Matume is going to shout out all the regular stuff. And then at the very end, he's going to say, Makarth, prepare your wind ability. We will need it when we defeat this vile worm that walks. And then he is going to have no. Oh, what I'm saying is you could use it at any point. Ah, and it would yes. force the discorporation, which would at least force a full round action for Uthi to recorporate. Okay, well then we need to figure out how that's going to happen because there are 
four people in between him and the worm that walks. Walk through. So he <laughs> hold for the best. He is right now standard. Air elemental can move through people without picking mm-hmm. them up, I believe. Um, yeah. And so he could get to the place he needs to be and then turn into a whirlwind and pick up Uthi and potentially, I, I mean, with uh, Matumbe, it is not too close, but um, hopefully we can find a good position. You pick him up and not have Quinley and... Yeah, the, yeah. the trouble is him being blind. Yeah. Markarith, note where my voice is. Eclipse, say something. Yeah, um, you gotta come this way over top of the not quite dead air bear. Yes, thread the 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 difference in between our two voices. And then we will tell you when to begin the wind. Alright. Then he is going to fly up to be threatening this um very scary witch. That is about 15 feet off the ground, five feet away. Okay. Then he is going to swift action, channel positive energy into his book. That's four out of five times today and try and take a swing at this witch. 12 on the die. That is going to be a 34. 34 hits. Wonderful. Griffin, I'm going to need two will saves. The first one is going to be against the positive energy. The second one's going to be against the destruction ability. Sure. The first one is going to be 19. You're looking for 14, man. Uh, yeah, if you're yeah, beyond okay. that. So, wasn't a one. Second one, not a one. Okay. So in that case, here's my regular undead bane damage. All said and done. Oof. Pretty decent. 34 points of damage. This is my plus five undead Bane book. This should all go through. And then you're going to take half of this positive energy. Okay. 19 total. So nine rounded down. And that should be his entire turn. Knowledge check. Moved up. Smote. Hit. Okay. It's Quinley's turn. All right. Quinley is within arm's reach of this worm that walks and he is going to enact his spring attack ability. Attack this creature and then GTFO. So because he can attack this creature, it does not get an attack of opportunity on him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to move him to his final spot. He's going to bump up against her and then runs basically all the way over to Rune. Yeah, to the safety of his girlfriend. Exactly. Oh, girlfriend. Interesting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When one's about to die, I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) All right, let's see if he can connect. Ooh, I'm guessing no with a six on the die. That's coming out to a 24. Nope. Okay. Hey, babe, you doing okay? (laughs) It's Eclipse's turn. Old no axe. Yeah, that's certainly an issue. Hey, Steve. Yep. What was there any energy that was good to use or against this worm that walks? That was not noted in special defenses. Anything bad? That was also not noted. We had crits, flanks, immunity, I think poison, sleep paralysis, that type of stuff, but I didn't hear anything about energy. All right. So how do we feel? Acid, 
cold, electricity, fire, anything? Anyone feeling strong about one of those? Uh, some of that should have been in the defenses, so I think you can take any of them and be okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do one of the big ones. So I'm going to five-foot diagonal up and back. Oops. Five-foot up, like, up and back. Yeah. And cast defensively. So I will be 15 feet in the air and five feet away. Mm-hmm. Is that still within range? Yep. Okay. I will move. Um, well, no matter what, I'm going to um, provoke an attack of opportunity. If it is a... Hold up. If it's a, a, a one of my spell-like abilities, do I lose... I can't lose it, right? Like, if they attack me, it's a spell-like ability? Like, there's not a concentration check for that. I thought there was. I think it's supernatural that there's not a concentration yeah. check. Spell-like, you still have to make yeah. a concentration check if you get hit while casting the spell. I think really, unfortunately, I'm going to have to try and do this concentration check and hope that I don't lose two points of mental focus for, to do this. Yeah, good luck. Because that's the thing is I only have four in this whole pool for this ability, and I'm going to use half of them right now. So let's see. <laughs> okay. Okay, 70 on the die. We're good with that. There we go. Great. Okay. And now, now I have to do... Spot resistance. Spot resistance. Okay. 11 plus that. That is only an 18. No. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's everything. Moved and cast a spell. Um, it's uh, area of attack, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yeah, she saw you cast a spell, so she's going to full attack you. Okay. Ooh, So I think we're going to do the two claws first. To see Can if... she see through blur? Yeah, she has uh, blind sight. He did. She did that on Quinley earlier. Ah, uh, yeah. Displacement. So she has like ants for eyes or spiders. Yep. Much higher. Yep. Okay. So these are going to be 47 points of damage for those two hits. Then she gets off the rend um, because she hit with two claws. So that's going to be another 25 points of damage. Then she's going to bite you. That's also a 32. So you're going to take 25 more points of damage. Then she's going to attempt to grab you. Oh. Let's see. Yeah, 41. You grab. Uh, are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking. Oh, out of 41. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm going to move you to a really shitty spot. Uh huh. So you're grabbed. You're far away from everyone. And then her swarm ability happens. Chunky. Let's see if you die. Oh, goodness. Yeah, this was this was a bad call by you. 29 points of damage. I need you to make me a fortitude save. <laughs> Can't disarm or try and steal from me because I don't have anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Outsmarted him once again. <laughs> Right where we want them. Hi, <laughs> is this disease mind affecting fear? Disarmor, Stealer, Shadow? Um, technically, I don't think it is any of those. Oh, all right. Grasping at things. Um, 32. 32, you're fine. Oh, okay. Um, I really was worried about how high that would be. Yeah, you're good. 
Well, I mean, you're not good. You're covered in a swarm. I'm doing bad, actually. Yeah, she's actually not grappled anymore because she just transferred you into the swarm. Mm. Uh, but you're grappled. That and doesn't... yeah, but you know, not great. she had to like die under a under a weird circumstance to get these abilities. So it is what it is. Maybe she shouldn't have died. Air <laughs> bear. <laughs> All right. So he gasps in this breath of life and looks up at his former master pointing at Uska, digs deep within himself and cannot get up because he doesn't have the move act or he doesn't have the actions to be able to do everything that I'd like to do but he, he starts by sloshing through this excess blood on the ground some of it his some of it not and finds his swords oh you don't have to find far because uh, your undead hands just kept a cold grasp on him oh very nice this is your last shot you gonna full attack him from the ground yes full attack him from the ground and the cha- the challenge is still active against him because in the text the challenge remains in effect until the target is dead or unconscious or until the combat ends ah but it says nothing about the challenger <laughs> being <laughs> it assumes you would be a dirty trick like that i thought you had honor realities <laughs> the best kind of correct <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I died, but my challenge remains. <laughs> but all the other abilities, unfortunately, did fall off. And actually, well, actually, I should clarify that. Haley, does that uh, ranger focus? I did not give you that. Okay. Oh, the... Um, the favorite enemy, favorite terrain. Thing. Yeah. That was from Uska. Oh. I don't... I guess I don't know if that would fall off. It was a spell she cast on you. Oh, then it would. It yeah. It's not like your concentration stopped. Like Uska's concentration didn't stop, so the spell is still active. And your bark skin should be active still. Too. Yeah. Yeah, th- those things don't require you to be. Oh. Yeah, it can protect your corpse. Now, as somebody who does a lot of fighting from the ground, don't forget that minus four penalty to attacks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Looks like I've got everything clicked back on, including prone. Well. You're challenging this one, so... Please kill him. I don't want to die. First roll, 17 on the die. <gasps> 35. 35 hits. Okay. That is a crit threat. The rest, however, are all eights. Uh, the highest being a 26. 26 does not. Yes. Hit. Okay. One crit threat. Oh, boy. I have... Terrible news. <laughs> Terrible for who? I'm guessing you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, a 27 doesn't hit. No, no. Doesn't. no. Okay. All right. Let's do some damage. Just finish him, bro. Just be enough. 73. Uh, one hit? Crit. Oh, I did not confirm crit? it. Do you want to auto confirm it? It is a new turn. 
Yeah, but that means I don't have any resolve to okay. be able to reroll a save. Both of us are going to die. One or both of us will die if you do not kill him. He chained... So he chained his challenge to Uska, but if he attacks you, you will die, and Uska doesn't have any more Breath of Lives. So that was it. And if he comes and after Uska, she will well, die. You know, he could five-foot step and then split his attacks yeah. and, uh, you know... Kill both of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> While standing on Air Bear's corpse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bad look, man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys make a compelling be- argument. Yeah, I'll auto confirm it. An okay. <laughs> auto confirmed. I won't take your immediate action off then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just leave that guy on there. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be on there for a while still. <laughs> because you still have your versatile weapon on from um, from Halloran and because you're challenging him and because you crit here you killed him by seven points oh, <laughs> yes! uh, what does it look like he finally has this figure that's more like congealed blood and it's just congealed enough to where it, it splits into like jello and he falls like a banana from the middle. <laughs> yeah, and like, he wasn't even looking at you. Just thought you were dead onto the next thing. Wasn't even thinking to, you know, negate your critical. Kind of those chickens before they hatch. And so he just like erupts into this gout of blood all over the floor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and eventually like you know, rather quickly, the blood that he was just like seeps into the stone floor here and the difficult terrain is gone. You just saved our lives. Yeah, you could call Air Bear a hero if you want. That breath of life was worth it. Yeah, he's a hero. This vampire is, well, she's just been confronted by a man with a book that just like burned her when it hit her. Okay. This is going to be tough. She's going to, she's going to cast defensively here. What's your health again? 37. Okay. Okay. She's now going to attempt a touch attack on Matumbe and you just see like this dark fire as she tries to like wrap her hand around your wrist, the one hand holding the holy book. Twenty-five to touch. That 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 does touch. Okay. Batumbe, hmm. I need you to make a fortitude save. Okay. Is this a fear effect? This is not a fear effect. Okay. Well, trying to see if there's anything else here that's gonna help me out. I don't really think so, so I'm just gonna roll it. I'm not next to anybody. We'll see. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Well, I might as well throw the banked inspiration on there with a two on the die mm-hmm. that is coming out to a 19 total. Okay. Batumbe, she successfully wraps her hand around your wrist and your veins chill and go black and then this corruption spreads 
through your arm and through your finger and wraps its tendrils up around the holy book of Phrasma as she casts Slay Living. Hmm. Did my 19 succeed? Your 19 did not succeed. As I suspected. And so that's going to be 12d6 of damage plus 12 for her caster level. It's a lot. Okay. Uh, Doesn't necessarily mean he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing a couple ones here. 29 on the dice oh. plus 12 is 41 points of damage that courses through you in an instant. Now that brings him to negative four. But you're not dead yet. How much How much damage was it? Like the first Tol- 29 on the dice. Is have, this? Uh, I have four ones. I was going to say. Four twos. That's a four, a three, three, a six, and a five. <gasps> Is this negative energy? Uh, ooh, that's important. Let me look. I don't know if it's just like untyped damage or if it's negative. The target takes 12d6 points of damage. Okay. It does not specify negative energy. Okay. Well, that brings him to negative four. He is dying. He is in the air, but he has fly on. So that should kick over to Featherfall and he starts to float down to the ground. Not great, but... I really thought when I heard Slay Living that I was a living being that was going to be slayed. Slay Living, surprisingly not as strong as you might have thought. So you're bleeding out. Yes. She is still in the air. She's got no one hexed right now. I think she's going to stay here. Oh, you know what? No, she's going to Swifty go invisible. And then uh, she's got a move action, so um, she will take that move potentially or potentially not. I don't believe anyone can see invisibility. If you can, let me know. I know Eclipse had echolocation for a while. She has echolocation. Okay, so how, how long, how big of a... 40 feet. Okay, so Eclipse, you're actually the only one that saw her go... I guess you're like covered in a swarm, but you could just barely make out that she did back away from Matumbe into the room, but then you like lose her. Okay. So you know she's not next to Matumbe. You could shout that out. Uh, I think she left your area, Matumbe. Oh, well, he's unconscious. Oh, yeah, he's but. unconscious. Uh, <laughs> he, he gives you the end of Terminator 2 thumbs up. <laughs> <the ground. laughs> he's dying. But, uh, oh, for everyone else, I'm used to talking to Matumbe. <laughs> uh, She's not next to him anymore. I don't know where she's at, though. This is getting intense. Halloran. Halloran is going to say, I know, I know just what to do. And he is going to windmill into the square right in front of him. And if he doesn't hit anything, suspecting to maybe run into this which, oh, she was 15 feet Yes, she was. Um, yeah, she's in the air. He would first, because he is a vampire, or is it, what is it, his armor or his shield? His shield allows him to fly. Yes. So he, like a, uh, I don't know what, what that children's toy was where you, you pull the string and that makes the helicopter oh, the like fairy. fairy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my pulls God. the ripcord out of his shield. <laughs> those things are dangerous. And so that is. I saw I saw a kid get one of those for Christmas, ripcord it, and it went like straight into the lit fireplace. <laughs> 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 like on Christmas morning, <laughs> they're like cozy fire in the living room, and the kid's like, "Oh yeah!" and does the ripcord on the fairy, and it just shoots right into the fire. God, I would have loved like, to see that. And like just like bursts into flame. <laughs> <laughs> It was very funny. That's great. Sorry, Brooks. Go ahead. No, no. That's a fantastic representation because (laughs) that is how he rises and moves five feet forward, anticipating running into this witch. And if he doesn't, he is going to move back uh, away from Matumbe, hoping to run into. Okay. So when he moves up to that square, he doesn't run into her. He doesn't run into her in the next square. Still no. He does bump into her in that square. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, you, you're going to want to move back by one because she's... Um, and I guess she could take it. Uh, she's not going to take an attack of opportunity. Let's be real. <laughs> she doesn't want to drop that invisibility. <laughs> but yes, uh, I believe that would be a double move for Halloran to get like straight up, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Okay, so he he double moves, but he can clearly point out the square that she's in. Aha! I've done it. She's right here. Okay. It is Markarth's turn. Markarth was given instructions to move diagonally based on the voices that he heard. In order... Yes, notably eclipses in a very different spot than she was. That's fair. Uh, but he can still use her voice where it was to maneuver. Mm. I think she's going to be right stuck here. in his whirlwind. Might be good for her. I guess gull me, swallow me. I don't know what else to do, right? Oh. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm going to be stuck in a swarm or a whirlwind. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> this is uncomfortable for me. <laughs> so he can move forward, but then... At the point where we want him to turn into a whirlwind, that is a standard action. Does that Mm -hmm. require an action on our part? Or is that a free action of just like, hey, whirlwind now? Uh, I'm going to say technically what we'll do is he's going to move forward readying to turn. Mm -hmm. And then like one of you could free action shout like, hey, now's the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think? Go. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> go, go, gadget helicopter. <laughs> All right. So he moves and he actually is going to have to squeeze a little bit to get uh, in between. Yep. Now he will provoke. Okay. Because he is uh, not. Yeah. There, you're not, not going to you're, you're be able to avoid that, unfortunately. So because uh, of the blind fight that he has, and I think he would end up closer there with his maneuver. The attacker does not get the usual plus two bonus. Okay. I will not add a bonus. She's just going to bite at him. That is a 35 against a blind Markarth. That hits. Okay. He is going to take 24 points of damage. All right. This is considered magical. um, So that would go through his DR. If his DR is just DR magic, then yes. DR dash. DR dash would not. Ooh, okay. DR dash is against anything, so you're good on that front. Awesome. So he takes 
10 less damage than that. That is great. All right, so that was his move action to fly up. And then, yeah, if he readies to then turn into his whirlwind, can we just resolve that now? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, technically it would be a readied action and one of you would shout and he would do it. Let's just do it all on his turn. Uh, notably, where you would want to place him, though, is at least, like, partially in. Yes. Like, overlapping Uthi. Yes. yes, and that kind of that allows him to move up without squeezing. So that would yeah. be the ideal spot. I'm sure he would start to feel the spiders yeah. uh, as he moved forward. So this whirlwind form turning into it, it does not provoke attacks of opportunity. All right, so creatures, one or more size categories smaller, may take damage when caught in the whirlwind and may be lifted up into the air. Are we following those rules or is there a special so it is a may okay technically a worm that walks is a huge group of tiny creatures and so the way the way Markarth's whirlwind operates is that I mean he's a he's a huge creature so it would work on anything that is two size categories smaller than him so medium and below so it would work against the worm that walks what happens is it works with the wind strength rules and as an elder air elemental his wind strength when he is in uh, whirlwind form I believe is windstorm level and it gets bigger at the top right yes it does it starts yeah. and that's why I'm in it right yep so it starts at five feet at the base but then as it goes up uh, it gets wider what happens here is Uthi needs to make a strength check. The DC of that strength check, again, it's just a straight strength check, but the DC is a DC 15 or be blown away. So for windstorm creatures of the uh, creatures that can be blown away are uh, small or smaller. If it is blown away, it will be knocked prone and roll uh, 1d4 times 10 feet taking uh, 2d6 points of non-lethal damage plus whatever the whirlwind uh, damage is. I don't know if that's the same or different. And if she were flying, it would be a different thing. It'd be like a, a fly check. But I'm going to roll the strength check here to see if the strength check is basically going to say whether or not she discorporates this round. Okay. However, I got an 18 on the die. <sighs> so she does not discorporate. Um... I believe she'd still take the damage. Ooh. Uh, so typically it's a reflex save to take the damage unless it's different. Yep. So uh, reflex save to take the damage. Note that this is an area effect. So this will be damage and a half. So her reflex... Her reflex is pretty high, though. That's a uh, 29. Yeah, that succeeds. And I don't think it's half damage. I think you just avoid it. Okay. So what about 26? That also succeeds. Okay. Just barely, but you succeed. Uh, you also need to make a... Well, technically you're grabbed by Uthi, so I don't, I don't think that you actually do need to make the check. You're like... But I... Uh... Because she didn't get blown away, and she's holding you, so you don't get blown so away. So you wouldn't get picked up into the whirlwind, because right. you're, like, anchored down. Mm -hmm. So if she fails, yeah, she discorporates, and then you need to make a strength check to not get blown away. Uh, but until she fails, 
or releases her hold on you. It is what it is. All right, cool turn from Markarth. That's uh, that's gonna be very useful. Rune, you only have one visible combatant. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's one she's not good, not good against. Oh, actually, you can't. Uh, you can't fire on Uthi because um, of the whirlwind. Because the whirlwind, yeah. Uh, so creating a windstorm. Uh, it makes the oh. windstorm level it makes ranged weapon attacks impossible. Shoot. But, you know, maybe you can change your animal form to f- try and find. Yeah, Halloran knows what square she's in, right? He would have kind of pointed that out, right? Oh, he would have, yes. Did. So, you know. Yeah, he definitely did. That was that was the whole purpose yeah. of his he, turn. So Yeah, he sma- he probably smacked her like doing his whirlwind, his own whirlwind. <laughs> He's an esteemed knight of Ioma Day, and you have him whirling around like a 12-year-old in a mosh pit. <laughs> Man's got to do what he's got to do. It worked. All right, so I can fire at her. Yes, of. it's just going to be 50% mischance. Okay, well. And make sure you turn off your... It's uh, all off. I'm all at a plus 21 now. Okay. That's a big loss. Mm-hmm. We need this one to hit. <laughs> So I rolled a 19 on the die, so that's a crit threat. Let's go. Can roll my concealment. So I need a 51 or higher. Yep. 69! Nice. (laughs) Nice. All right, I'll roll the confirm. Oh, that's a cock die. Nat 20. Let's go. That's amazing. All right, so that's a critical threat on my many shot. Critical hit on the many shot. Yeah, thank you. Remember, the many shot doesn't get... Yep, just... uh, the other one. Just one of the arrows. Okay, so I'm going to try and hit again. 31. No. Okay, and again. Lower than that. Real low. Natural one. All right, so mm. lots. <laughs> do really bad after that. Really good, so that's fine. 76 total points of damage. Did you need fire and the regular separate? Uh, nope. Fire and silver separate. Mm-mm. Okay, so seventy-six points of damage. Good start. Let's go. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's silver though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does not all seem to go through. Give it to Wombs. Damn it! <laughs> it's almost as if she's a different kind of vampire. Ooh. Only taking out one. <laughs> all right, that's uh, that'd be Rune's turn. Um, but she's also gonna uh. Well, right before Eclipse's turn, she'll cast Liberating Command. You don't want to do it now? I can do it now. It doesn't really matter because Eclipse goes before. Okay. So I can do it now. 20 plus, right? 20 plus your escape artist. You got this. We're looking for a nat 20 because I can't do 20 plus uh, a CMB. So. You got this. Hopefully I roll well again. Yeah, that's only a 29 and that's lower than my CMB. Yeah, you're, you're looking for 50. Hmm. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Missed it by that much. Just, just, <laughs> just missed it. Just a double crit fail. Uska. All right. Uska, at the beginning of her turn, she heals Rune and Quinley five points each, taking 10 damage herself. Take it off of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you're full health. Yep. Yeah. But I'm at 113. How are you sitting? Uh, not nearly that. So that's right. it's an immediate action. She can remove 
uh, that one link. So then dropping Rune using her okay. immediate action. Then Ooh, dead. You get five back. That sounds good. She moves kind of diagonally back from Uthi and also up higher into the air, uh, moving herself 15 feet up into the air. As she moves back, she sighs and like drops the the weight from her shoulders as she was staring down this blood knight that had challenged her and her life flashed before her eyes as she saw this creature point to her knowing that if he had survived another round and had full attacked her she would be dead right now we're not out of this combat but she already feels like she has escaped death in this moment. It was risky bringing Air Bear back, but it paid off big time. And she looks between Matumbe slowly floating to the ground and Air Bear who's just in a pool of blood and she channels positive energy Woo-hoo. and even reaches Eclipse. And she is going to exclude Uthi's squares. Oh, and she actually can see where the uh, other vampire is. She'll exclude that square for good measure. Can you please exclude Quinley? Oh, it it won't hurt him. It it doesn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because she's not doing it to hurt. Never mind. It's not a split. Mm -hmm. Only 18 points of healing. I'll take it. Absolutely. Doubled my health. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, and so if anyone had bleed as well, that would cancel out any bleed. And this does feel similar to Freya's channel, where now we can roll twice and take the better on a roll. Ooh, nice. It's a good one. That's her whole turn. All right, it's Matumbe. Matumbe is floating down to the ground, and I realized that after my turn was done, I needed to do something when I went unconscious, so I was saving that for my turn, but now that he's back conscious, I'm just going to do this a little retroactively. Is is not going to change a thing, but I need to roll a corruption save because I went unconscious. Okay. It's vampirism. I succeed, so doesn't matter anyway. Matume floats to the ground. He's laying on his back. His eyes shoot open as positive energy suffuses his body, and... He looks to the left, looks to the right. Ah, battle is not won yet. Thank you, Uska. Let us press our advantage. Oh, man, he probably wouldn't have seen this lady disappear. when it, She went invisible after she slayed living, right? Yes. Okay. In which case, I am just going to stand up. He doesn't know about this invisible opponent. So... I don't really want to go confront the worm that walks, but I think that's the only thing that makes sense. So that's what he's going to do. Uh, but just so you know... Unless someone shouts. As, like, you see Markarith as, like, a whirlwind. So if you get mm-hmm. within his whirlwind entity, you will be swallowed up. I feel like that's something Matumbe oh, would know. <laughs> that's true, and I did tell you guys about what you should be doing right now. Is it truly just Uthi left? Hey, no, Matumbe. There's that invisible chick over there. I don't know what we're going to do about it. I don't think there's any way to make her visible. Uh, you doubt me, Quinley, but I have one <laughs> card yet to play. Well, show us what you got, big boss. Let's go. 
And then Mitsumbe, after standing up, is going to cast a spell, Invisibility Purge. Okay, she is no longer invisible. But that is his entire turn. All right, it's Quinley's turn now. Okay, how far in the air is this lady? 15 feet. He's 15 feet. Quinley does not have fly on him, I don't think. So he can't reach her at all. How far around Markarth does his wind extend? Is it just in his own squares? So uh, at the top, like 30 feet up, if there are 30 feet ceilings, he would be 15 feet wide. Okay. And then so it would funnel down Quinley. to five feet. Great. So Quinley can spring attack her, no uh, problem. From the ground. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's what he's going to do. He has the movement to spring attack her and then go right back to where he is right now. Hmm. 31. 31 hits Uthi. Oh my god! He hit! Oh my god, is she an evil creature? She is, in fact. And, oh no, he Whoa. can't twice, never mind. Too bad flanking doesn't exist or he'd get sneak attack. Oh my goodness, Quinley, finish her off. Uh, oh yeah, finish her uh, off. She's taking so much damage. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Brooks. Um, <laughs> D8 plus 8 plus 1D6 fire plus 2D6 versus evil. Not too terrible. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, sure. 27 points of damage total. I don't think you needed any of that broken out. No, I don't. I mean, cool. DR will still apply. Well, I guess I, I need it for the physical piece if the physical piece isn't a lot of that. Physical piece was 16. Okay. Um, <laughs> you uh, you just do a little physical damage. Uh, just. Hey, but, it's uh, more damage than he's done. Everything else goes through. So, Sweet. Uh, so it was, sorry, how much total? It was 16 physical. Then I had six fire. Then five more versus evil. Nice. All right. That's damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First damage on Uthi. And he's back where he started by rune. And that's his turn. Okay. Eclipse. Breaking out seems borderline impossible. I do have a rule twice, so I think I should attempt it. Okay. But I'm using CMB, <laughs> not escape artist. Net 20s happen. 13 and a 2 won't do uh, it. Oh, nope. Because the 13 only goes up to a 30. <laughs> yep. All right. That's your action. That's my um, breakout action. Yep, so that's your standard. Can I ask a question before we keep moving? Is Turner just floating away at 10 feet so like we could still see him, right? He's not moving any faster than that. He has like, yeah, he's he's going 10 feet up. So he's like up by the ceiling now. Okay. Just want to make sure we don't lose him because he's kind of the point. Yeah. Whoops. Would his vapors <laughs> get caught up in Markarth if he went over there? Ha, <laughs> Here's I have the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> I will swift action mind barrier because I should be using that a lot more than I am. Sure. Give yourself a mind barrier and you can't really take a move action. Yep. You're stuck here. So first thing that happens is because you're uh, engulfed in the swarm. Oh, shoot. My immediate action's gone. You take 21 points of damage and then I need you to make a fortitude save. Hang on, hang on. It's the same effects, right? It's like I've already been through this before, so I sh- don't I shouldn't have to ask. That is the twenty-nine. 
29 saves. Nice. Then she's going to fool... Well, no, I guess she can't attack Markarath. I think she can still attack him in Whirlwind form. I don't think you can attack a Whirlwind, can you? Or does one attack a Whirlwind? It does not provoke. So a creature in Whirlwind form cannot make its normal attacks and does not threaten the area around it, but it doesn't say it can't be attacked. It just doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity, even if it enters the creatures, even if a creature enters the space. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is clearly the biggest threat to Uthi, so if she can attack it, she's going to attack it. I assume I can't grab a whirlwind, so I'm not going to try and do that. But I will, um, I will do all of my attacks here, knowing that he cannot be crit. He is blind. But you're not taking that plus two, right? So I have two nines and an eight, uh, all in the thirties. Those are all going to hit. Need to be more specific. Okay. So. to be 74 points of damage. Spread out over how many attacks? Spread out over three attacks, so it'd be 44. 44, okay. Ouch. And then she's going to five foot step back to get out of Markarth's wind, which now means that there is just a swarm on Eclipse. Eclipse can leave the swarm, but she is no longer grabbed. Yes. Air Bear is up. Jeez, this is like a fast five rounds. Yeah? Considering there's there were 12 combatants. To be fair, I spend all of the time that is not my own trying to think about mm. what to do. Mutumbe, Zia, you have to live for your daughter. We all have to live, my friend, and we shall. Victory is upon us soon. And with that... Air Bear once again has to look in, inside of himself and stand up and walk over to attack uh, Uthi with his bludgeoning swords. Okay. Um, would you like to acrobatics to try and not provoke? Does she have 10 feet reach or? Yep. She's got, she's got reach. Okay. So. Um, better yet. Because he wouldn't be able to attack anyways because he used a standard action to get up. He is just going to take a five-foot step closer okay, and not provoke at all because he wouldn't be able to attack anyways. He'll be able to five-foot step next turn. Unfortunately, he does lose the the roll twice. Oh, that's, that lasts for multiple rounds. No, that rounds. just sticks oh, around for yep. a while, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I think it's three rounds. I think it's three yep. rounds, mm-hmm. right? Let me double check on on Uska. It might change, but I will double check. Yeah, I forget where the three came from. It might have been your charisma mod. Okay. I'm going to take a five foot step. Seven rounds. It is charisma. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. So it's around for a while. I need Rune to make me a fortitude save. That's not a, that's not a great one for me. And unfortunately, I can only re-roll attack rolls, so that's a shame. All right, so I'm looking at a 17, unless it's disease, mind affecting, or hot and cold, or suffocation. (laughs) You all see this 
ray erupt from the vampire's hand and it hits Rune at the feet and then works its way up as she permanently turns to stone. <gasps> oh. no! No! And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh, no! Oh, no! I no! knew it. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.